Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is Free Wine and Unleavened Bread. I'm your host tonight. This is Whitney A. With my co-host Dalton Locke. Hey. I forgot your name. And then David Overstreet. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. hey. Sorry, that wasn't enthusiastic. <laughs> hey. Oh my goodness. All right, guys. So per usual, we are going to start off the show with your favorite thing, which Facebook. is our Facebook memories. Facebook memories. <laughs> Oh man, that was terrible. Whitney, what's your Facebook memory for the day? No amount of physical beauty will ever be as valuable as the heart. Dun dun dun. Mm. And then um, insecurity is at the base of a controlling person's character. Don't know who that's for. Good luck for the receiving end. (laughs) Can you say it louder for the back, real quick? (laughs) I can. Insecurity, it's at the base of a controlling person's character. Mm. 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 Yeah. Mm. Mm. And then upon David's request, I I was not going to share this clip bit with you guys because it's really not G for godly. No. But he said it's age for hilarious, so I will share it because it's from my BC years. Little poem. God made Coke. God made Pepsi. God made me. Oh, so sexy. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Whit. It gets Ooh. better. It gets better. Oh I don't think I wrote this. I hope not. It says, God made rivers. God made lakes. God made you. Well, we all make mistakes. <laughs> I'm kidding. Nobody's a mistake on the show, like Just I a said. flex and a burn all in one. This it's great. Think of Michael Kelso. Burn. <laughs> I'm sexy, and also you were a mistake. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, so that was from nine years ago. That was in my BC years. So I found Jesus since then, and I'm free. Um, Praise God for that. Yeah, Yeah. so somebody else's turn on the Facebook memos. Facebook memos. Memos. Yeah, okay. So um, I didn't really have anything all that funny, but I do have this one. Uh, It's basically like a script for a commercial, and I endorse it. Like, I want it to happen. Mm Mm-hmm. So picture this. Thor is on screen, and he has his hammer in his hand, and he just throws it off screen, right? And then he holds out his hand for his hammer to come back, like he always does, but it doesn't come back, and he starts to look really worried, and he's like, where's my hammer at? Then all of a sudden, a Labrador Retriever just bounds on screen with a hammer in mouth, and Thor just looks at it, and he's like, ah, yes, all dogs are worthy. I don't even know what the commercial would be for. That's awesome. But I just want to see it happen. That's awesome. That should have been the precursor for all dogs go to heaven. Mm. Hey. I could see that, like endorsing the dog food that Cooper eats. It's like <laughs> Buffalo Blue, and it's like a really nice dog on the front. Your dog is worthy of this dog food. Oh, he's, actually, he's worthy. Actually, if they use that as their commercial in the future, we totally better get a profit. Yeah, we need to get that. Well,. It's not my original idea. Oh. It actually belongs to Melissa Caruso. So oh. Whoever you are. You get paid with us, girl. You get paid, paid with us. Handsomely. Yeah, mine's just talking about, um, first of all, my niece was born three years ago this week, so that was exciting. Nice. Um, and my sister posted because she had some problems when she was born, some complications with her small intestine. It was enlarged. Uh, but 
she had surgery and it's all okay now because she is three years old now we just celebrated her birthday this week and it was she had an all purple birthday an all purple birthday that's what her birthday was what'd you get her for her birthday i got her an elsa toy an elsa toy yeah she got dresses she got a bike oh my goodness she got literally she dressed up as elsa from frozen i'm not surprised while we were there just put the gloves on there's the braid she put in her hair and she was riding around on her bike and she had a wand and she kept freezing me with the wand because <laughs> i one time i like oh don't freeze me like an idiot and then i started something yeah. and so now she keeps doing it and where can like, i get one of those wands <laughs> not for sale well, she that won't would be great though you know just freeze she, david for a time yeah you get a lot done that way i would draw stuff on your face <laughs> Uh, like yeah. draw some like mad eyebrows, like well one eyebrow, yeah, yeah one eyebrow. There's basically one here. A unibrow. Basically, it looks like a headband from the '90s. That's what I would draw. Mm-hmm. A sweatband. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah, and then I posted ten years ago. Anybody that has bulla for biology know which section those vocab definitions are in? Nobody re- responded, and I remember I got a really bad grade on those definitions. Dang, that was a very bad. That's unfortunate. Grade. Yeah. Oh, well. And then Dalton posted on my wall 11 years ago. Dalton said, is surprised that he's already in Kentucky and will be at his brother's house in like 30 minutes. Whoa. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know either. <laughs> Just posted on my wall and said that. <laughs> and then there's also a photo of me and Dalton from, yeah, I was about to ask you about that. Uh, from church camp years ago. <laughs> Nine years ago, actually. No, it wasn't. It was, it was, it was from... Like back in I think oh seven oh eight, but we somebody posted it in eleven. Oh okay, gotcha. So I'll post that for you guys on the uh, free wine and unleavened bread page. Yeah, so you guys a, enjoy it's that. A great photo. We're, we were both pretty obnoxious back then. Yeah, but I'm still pretty changed. obnoxious. Yeah, just so y'all know. Nah, I think we've switched roles. Have we? I think so. I think so. Yeah. But yeah. Sweet. Nice. That's Facebook yeah, memories. Can't wait for, for y'all to see those photos. Um, or Instagram. Oh yeah, happy happy early Halloween, by the way, guys. Right. I'm pretty sure. That, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Halloween's gonna be canceled this year. Think so? And if it isn't, then I'm gonna be convinced that like we just shouldn't celebrate Halloween because yeah. everything else gets canceled during COVID, but Halloween doesn't. Devil's at work. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna. Um, I told Whitney this. I'm gonna go as a ceiling fan. So I'm gonna wear a shirt that says "Go Ceiling" on it. I'm a ceiling fan. <laughs> Y'all can't steal his idea now. Uh, oh man, don't be doing it unless you're gonna post a photo of it on Instagram and tag us in it. Yeah, then you can do it. But don't. But otherwise, don't steal his idea. Yeah. We need yeah. more ceiling fans. In the house. <laughs> We have plenty of them, actually. There's like one, two, there's like five in this house. Yeah, I like, I like this one. None are as great as David, though. Yeah, go ceiling. <laughs> Some of them are just not getting that. <laughs> Somebody's in their car like, oh, God. <laughs> it took me a hot You got me. <laughs> you clever. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, guys, what are we talking about tonight? <clears throat> We are talking about the dangers of a calloused heart. Of a calloused heart. What does that even mean? Well, danger is not good. It means run. 
callus run. of those gross I don't think it means exactly run. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's, yeah, I mean just, that should be a reaction to danger. Just sprint the other way. <laughs> Your girl's gonna run. Well, um, it the Bible does say flee from idolatry. Mm. So if you're fleeing from something, you're not just like casually walking away. Mm. Free from immorality. Immorality. Yeah. Yeah. So that's danger, you know. Yeah. Run. Dangerous. And then callus, those are, you know, gross things on your hands mm-hmm. because they're now insensitive. Yeah. So you have a gross hand on your heart? <laughs> David does. <laughs> Ew. Get Ew. off. <laughs> Oh my goodness. No, like uh, I feel like you did a good definition earlier of what a callous heart is, so tell us. Which one of my like five definitions? <laughs> I broke it down like multiple Pick ways. One. Um I don't know, just go for it. Okay. So to to have a callous heart, it's almost like you feel convicted or you can feel bad about something that you know you could be doing better or doing right but you continue to do it anyway. And so the first time you feel bad about it, you actually feel genuinely really bad. Yeah. You feel pretty guilty and yeah, um, um, shamed, shameful. Yeah. Um, or you can even feel conviction, which conviction doesn't come with condemnation. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, it, it's like, you know, I know I can do better than this. Um, I, like I think a good distinction between conviction and condemnation. Condemnation is that you're terrible and like, you're not worthy of God's love or something like that. Yeah. Whereas conviction is, hey, you're doing this, you know you're you know better and this is what you should be doing instead. Yeah. It like builds you up or mm-hmm. tries to anyway. Conviction has encouragement. Um yeah. conviction is like where you can separate that you are not what you're doing. Right. Condemnation is where you put your identity in the, the mistake that you've made. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, so you continue to do things even though you feel conviction or condemnation and you don't make changes. And so the more that you do it, the less you start to care. It's a lot of people that just have that. I don't care anymore mentality. Yeah. You kind of grow numb to the guilt or conviction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to have your heart callous, that's equal to like hearing from the Holy spirit, feeling convicted, knowing that this isn't the way that you should go and walk in and you do it anyway. And then over time you're like, man, I really can't, I can't hear Holy Spirit. I don't really know what he's trying to tell me. And it's because you've allowed your heart to become calloused or insensitive to the Holy Spirit by yielding to your flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you say to those people that maybe they're fighting an addiction and they they go through a relapse? Like they fight and fight their addiction and then they feel like fighting isn't worth it anymore and so their heart becomes calloused in that way and then it's like when they relapse it's always like worse than before Mm -hmm. i know i had a family member who who did that like she she was doing really well and then she had a really big slip up and then like it was just all bad from there and she told me like she uh she like went to everyone she had wronged and apologized and then she ended up relapsing back to what she was doing and i asked her like because i was worried about i was like like what happened she was just like i just didn't I don't know. It's just it's just too hard. Like, like I, I don't I don't know if I can do it. And I feel like people with callous heart have that mentality. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I can see that for sure. There's like a few factors that go into that. I was trying to count off the top of my head how many things, like as far as solution wise, that would go into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and keep in mind, this is just out of like what I feel has been put on my heart. I haven't. I'm not a professional in this area or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, take what I say with a grain of salt. But 
first of all, you need to put in the word and you need to be in prayer. Okay. Like you don't need to be a word person without the spirit and you don't need to be a spirit person without the word. Mm -hmm. And it says, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, if we give the word of God as much credit as we give the doctor when we go to them, that truth would set us free. There's power in the word of God. It's healing power. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and so if we would give God the same credibility and put in the word on those specific areas, just like we would if we went to the doctor and they told us to take this pill five times a day, the word would would heal us inside out. Absolutely believe that. Right. Um, the second thing is, you know, prayer in the word. So those that's the first thing. You can't stop a bad habit without creating new ones to take its place. So if you have a habit and you just decide to cold turkey quit, you might be able to stick with it for a little bit, but I don't really feel like that's substantial without replacing it with a new habit. Yeah. Um, because you're going to have this empty space or void there. Mm-hmm. And so you need to put something more positive that is going to be more beneficial for you there. Mm-hmm. So prayer, the word, creating new habits to replace, completely replace old ones, but also your relationships because you are who you hang around. Have you ever heard the saying, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you your future? Yeah. Because who you hang around does matter. Whether you think about it like consciously or subconsciously, you pick up things from the people around you. You either learn from them, um, you pick up their habits or they pick up yours. Mm -hmm. So when you come into a room, if you're not the influencer, you're the influenced. Yeah. So you're either setting the temperature for the room or you're yielding to the temperature of the room. Right. And so if you don't let go of some of those old relationships of people that remind you of who you were, and I'm not saying you can never care about them, pray for them, love them. But if you don't let go of that and create healthy relationships that are going to pour life into you and that are heading to the direction that you want to be, you're probably going to go back into that old identity and those old habits. Right. I think that um, having a calloused heart is a combination of anger and pride. Um, I know when I think of that, obviously I think of um, Pharaoh and the um, the plagues on Egypt, uh, and I think about the anger, and I think about the pride, and the pride is what was there initially, and then the anger fueled the pride more, mm. and he was stubborn. When God was speaking through Moses and, you know, convincing pharaoh to let his people go let israel go um the bible says about 14 times that god hardened pharaoh's heart for us that kind of translates to a calloused heart yeah um and the bible actually says in uh, exodus nine thirty four. but when pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder had ceased he sinned yet again and hardened his heart he and his servants so that kind of we kind of put two and two together that Pharaoh has been sinning in the fact that he won't let Israel go, even though God has shown him mercy uh, because God sends these plagues. And each time Pharaoh is like, plead with your God and have him take these plagues away. So God does it. He shows him mercy, pulls the, like, pulls back the frogs, locusts, you know, the other plagues. And so Pharaoh is like thankful for it. But then once the suffering is over, he just kind of goes back to his ways. He just like hardens his heart again and he won't let Israel go. Mm-hmm. So like his heart is kind of calloused in that way. Yeah. And we tend to do the same thing a lot. Yeah. Like we'll, 
we'll fall into an habitual sin and then we'll ask God for forgiveness and then once we feel better we just sin again yeah and so that's I feel like that really causes a calloused heart a hardened heart and mm-hmm. I, I want to add this on there too I believe that a calloused heart is a byproduct of lukewarm Christianity mm-hmm. explain the, so the Bible talks about lukewarm Christianity and as far as like that's something that God will spit out of his mouth like he'll spew you from his mouth mm-hmm. I need to find that address for you guys but it says it's better to be hot or to be cold but to be lukewarm that's basically what it, it talks about um, I think it's in James it says don't be hearers of the word only be doers of the word mm-hmm. and I think that that right there is exactly the definition of lukewarm Christianity it's where you hear the word and you choose to not do it and it's yeah. knowing and believing that it's true and then you deny its power Mm-hmm. And there's there's other verses that talk about you have a form of godliness, but you deny its power. And mm. I think your calloused heart is a byproduct of choosing to be a lukewarm Christian. Just like every day when you go to your job, for instance, you can choose to progressively get better, but you have to do that intentionally. Right. Yeah. I don't think people intentionally just sit there and think, I'm not going to, like, showcase my faith. I mean, sometimes we we can do that because, like, we just want to be in denial of what God wants us to do in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think lukewarm Christianity, like, you you don't just decide that you're doing that. It becomes a habit. At first, you like you know that, oh, I could be doing this or I could be doing that, but you kind of let the thought pass you by and you just continue to not really meditate on it. You just yeah. passively continue your daily lifestyle, your daily habit, and you don't really do anything with it. Yeah. I think, honestly, sometimes it's not that we dishonor God intentionally as much as we dishonor him passively. Mm-hmm. I think it has a lot to do with being a hypocrite, too. Like, just going out and saying you're one thing but then acting completely different it's like when you're on the way to church pastor bill said that before he's like some of y'all come here like bless god bless god i'm good hallelujah praise the lord and then you go in the car and you're like screaming and cussing at your kids in the back seat mm-hmm. the whole way there the whole way home but somebody's like brother you you feeling all right and, and they're like oh yeah yeah bless god i'm 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 good i'm good hallelujah you know, and just like you put on. You, what is this like you, this dialect you've got going right now? Oh, it's really Hallelujah. Nice. Praise God. But yeah, so people will say the right thing, mm-hmm. but they, they aren't convicted enough to live, live it. Right. They want the perception of that they have a good relationship with God. So they won't really have to deal with the heart issue mm-hmm. because if they look OK on the outside to everybody else, then they can ignore their inside and leave it calloused yeah yeah because the skin under a callus is actually really sensitive and a lot of them may have really bad unresolved issues with god that are causing them to feel that way too Um, and it's still on them to figure out how to deal with those and get in the word and really understand the character of God and to start figuring it out. Um, but I do know that plays a factor in it too, for some people. Yeah. But it reminds me of like the scripture that talks about when he, when Jesus was talking to religious people or they were talking to religious people and saying, you're so worried about the outside of your cup, but 
Don't you see it's when the inside of the cup is clean. That's what matters. Mm. And a lot of Christians are more concerned about how the outside of their cup looks. Where did he say that? I got you. Yeah, pull that up for me. Like, I don't remember ever reading that. Like, I'm not saying that it's not there. I'm just like, how have I looked over that? Yeah. <laughs> so this has a lot of good stuff in it. And it's Matthew chapter 23. It's um, verse 25. It says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee first clean the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will also be clean. And he, this whole thing is just the, the religious people being rebuked because he's like, you tell everybody else to obey, but you don't obey. And you want them to do things that you don't do that yourself. You put heavy loads on the, the shoulders of men, but, but you yourselves are not willing to lift a finger. And it, it just really goes into a lot of detail about that. Like, mm. you say one thing and put this on everybody else, but that's not how you live your life. Yeah. That uh, I know that the chapter before that, uh, Jesus talks about judging others and um, he goes into like the whole you see the speck in your brother's eye but you miss the log in your own eye Yeah. first take out the log and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye mm-hmm. um, and so that deals with a callous heart too like you have your own sin in your life and you're ignoring it but you're paying so much attention to what everybody else is doing and you're trying to call them out on it. Um, a calloused heart can be a result of pride. Mm-hmm. You have to realize that you are sinful in your own nature and that God has better for you. Yeah. So you have to hum- humble yourself, remind yourself that God is there to help you. He's not there to condemn you. Mm-hmm. Like he, he wants to help you. He is a good father. He loves you. And he's going to help you be the good son. Mm-hmm. So just swallow your pride yeah. and then go to his word. Listen to him. Pray yeah. to him. Get in communion with him. Yeah. And uh, also trust him. Yeah. I mean, you guys talked about that on the last episode uh, and how difficult that is. Um, but well worth it when you when you do. Um, and I think someone with a callous heart it's also plays into it. They just don't trust trust God yeah we could do a whole episode on trusting God again, again like that could yeah. be so many parts of the series I'm really <laughs> See, excited I didn't, for... even, I didn't even get to be on it so I know we missed God, him that night have, we so referenced have, you, him. have you listened to it yet or are you still not editing that one yet uh, I haven't edited it yet I'm, so, I'm excited for it yeah I'm really excited for the trust one to come up because that one's definitely a sensitive area for people but I think a lot of our trust issues come more from ourselves than from God. And I think that's another thing that we put on him Yeah. for our lack of ability to trust because we trusted in the wrong things and they hurt us. Yeah. yeah. And so then we want to trust in the right thing. It's hard for us to let go of, of a wall that we put up, mm-hmm. but the wall that you put up isn't actually keeping anything out. It's just holding you in. So and there's your weekly wit dumb. Wit dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but in order to, to remove to remove a callus, there's some things that, and this is a really unattractive metaphor, but you have to cut some things off. I haven't eaten in hours. I'm sorry. My stomach just had something to say. I thought you were singing to me. 
<laughs> I was like, oh, well, I mean, this is a really... <laughs> like a robot over there. Fun point for you to sing. <laughs> yeah. I need to start eating Tums or something. Uh, eating Tums. <laughs> Just by the handful. Yeah. Still won't be enough. I'm sorry, Whitney. What were you saying? We were digging, but it's okay. But in order to get rid of calluses or to not allow your heart to be calloused, you you really, I would encourage you to start praying with, Lord, I thank you for creating in me a new heart, and I thank you for helping me be sensitive to your Holy Spirit, and I thank you for ears to hear and eyes to see, and flood my heart with the light of your understanding. Help me to hear your voice, in your voice alone, in a stranger's voice I will not follow. Help me to be sensitive in areas that I've become callous and help me to, to see things in myself that I need to yield to you and I need to submit to you and help me to choose it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you kind of reminded me of Psalm 51 uh, multiple times, King David. Uh, this is after he commits adultery with Bathsheba. Uh, he's praying a prayer for, of forgiveness and he's asking God to create in him a new heart create a right spirit within him yeah so he's humbling himself and then he's asking god to give him like a new slate to uh create a new heart a heart that is uh not calloused that is soft and is sensitive to the holy spirit to the convictions yeah uh, so yeah kind of like everything that we were saying trust god rely on him mm -hmm. What do you think the feeling of guilt, like, that drives us to, I mean, when we have that so much that we become calloused, that, you know, after we do something bad, we feel guilty, and then we do it again, feel guilty, but then we feel less guilty each time, um, or more guilty, until finally, you you just become like, well, I'm just going to do it again, and then it's like, well, why, why am I feeling so guilty about it? And the, but So, like, guilt can, all, can, like, be used to convict you, but it can also wear off and make you calloused yeah like if you feel it so much like you become callous so it's it's it goes both ways but i feel like guilt is also there to to convict you and, and to help you know where you are calloused yeah like the level of guilt like how much guilt are you feeling i think establishing boundaries and knowing like you know yourself you know, to not put yourself in certain situations, you know, and it, like if they're involuntary situations, then that's something that you need to pause, maybe step to the side and either out loud or in your head, you need to, to immediately stop and be like, you know what, Lord, I submit myself to you right now in this area of my life. I'm not aiming to miss the mark. Help me, help me to hit, hit the mark that you have for me. Help me to stay in your will. Help me to, to acknowledge you and just start thanking him for things because it's really hard to, to think about or to do an action whenever you're constantly in prayer. And when mm -hmm. you're like, Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for this. Thank you for this. And you start naming things that you're thankful for. Yeah. You practice the presence of God and you won't miss the way of escape that he provides for you. Yeah. But you also, you have to make a conscious decision at some point, and honestly, it's probably not going to be in the middle of when you're messing up. You're going to have to make the decision before that when you're yeah. closer in your right mind. You're going to have to make the decision and stand on it and say, you know what? That's not the person that I am, and that's not who I'm going to be, and I refuse that right now in the name of Jesus, and I'm claiming who I am in God. Yeah, and then, and, you, and then you use the tools that God gives you. He's given you community, so you reach out to you have an accountability partner. 
You reach out to that person when you are tempted. You pray. You go to the Word of God. You get yourself out of that situation if you can. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you're just you're tempted most when you're home alone and you're relaxing and ready to go to bed or something. That's going to happen every single night. You know you can't stay out of that. So that's why you have accountability partners. That's why you have a Bible right next to you. Or if you don't, then you can read online. You can read the Bible online. Um, or pray. Or pray. And, and you pray. And you just remember that God is right there with you. There's been so many times, like, just for example, to help some of you guys, just, I know that y'all know that we walk through it, but just to share, um, there was a one Saturday specifically, like I wanted to call somebody that I had no business being interested in or talking to. And for whatever reason, like I never really thought about this person anymore. And, and that specific day, I was just really tired. I had really spent myself that week as far as just staying too busy, not getting enough rest, definitely not being in the word as much as I know that I need to. And I just felt so tempted to call this person, but my gauge was, I know there's no fruit in it. Mm-hmm. So I logically, I was like, this doesn't profit the kingdom of God. I know better. This has to be a temptation. Like there's, there's no earthly way that I know. I know I'm not supposed to reach out. Yeah. And I literally called, um, Dalton and Eric and they were at this restaurant and they said something about sweet potato fries. And I was like, guys, I just really need friends right now. Can I please come sit with you? Cause I feel really tempted to call such and such person and I know better. And so I'm, I, I need help. <laughs> And yeah. I literally went and sat with them and hung out with them to the point where I actually got tired and was able to go home and go to bed. Yeah. And there's been plenty of nights I've called my friend Bria and I'm like, Bria, I'm struggling with this and I don't know what to do. And like, I'm ugly crying. And she's like, she'll be half asleep and be like, well, what? well, do you, I'll pray. Here we go. And like, <laughs> she's like half asleep. I'm not we go. doing her sleep voice justice, but there's people that you need to have in your life that you can trust with those things that aren't going to look down on you or, or give you a false image, but, but realize like, Hey, I care about my friend. I'm here. If you need to come over so you don't feel tempted to do that or fall back into that habit. If you need to call me to pray, I'll pray down heaven with you. Yeah. And, and just stuff like that, just surrounding yourself with life giving people that are going to tell you the truth and not cater to how you feel. Right. I do not want those friends and I will not, will not have those friends or confide in people that are going to be like, Oh, you should just call them. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. There's times I've given people opportunity to give me advice and their advice was just dumb and not biblical in a nice way. I don't mean that hatefully, but I'm like, I got so used to having friends that know the word and know better. So when I hear worldly advice like that, it's so unattractive to me. Yeah. Mm. And when I hear how unattractive their advice is to cater to my emotion, I'm like, Oh, I don't even want to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's your advice for real. <laughs> Mm-mm. The, if the if the goal is to change, then that's the wrong advice. If the goal is to stay the same, then that's perfect advice. I mean, you're not going to grow if you don't have any resistance. Yeah. So. And also, you don't really know what's in you until pressure is applied. Yeah. That's a good point, though. Like, if your life as a Christian is comfortable... You're doing it wrong. There's no oppression. Like, are you doing it right? Like, are you really right. seeking first the kingdom? Because we're told that we're going to be persecuted and that we're going to suffer as Christians. Like, it's not an easy road. And guys, missing your cup of coffee before church on a Sunday because the line as long as not persecution. 
That's for somebody out there. Maybe myself. <laughs> it's heavy stuff. Really heavy. Just a little humor for your for your day. But like, yeah. it, it amazes me that like. Okay, so churches like most churches in the U.S. have opened up, right? Like you can go to church on Sundays again now, even with COVID and all that. And people are complaining that like they aren't serving coffee at these bigger churches. And it's like, first of all, first world problems. Yeah. But also, like, is that really what's important at church? Yeah. That you didn't get your coffee? David's smelling really big, just so you guys know. <laughs> yeah, that's just not how I grew up at all. Like, we didn't have coffee at my church. Yeah. We didn't. We had a water either. fountain with Dixie cups. <laughs> that was really loud. <laughs> you want something from the water fountain? You go get, go get your Dixie cup. Like, goodness, y'all. Yeah. Don't be worried about your coffee. Be worried about the living water that Jesus has given you. Bam. Man, I, I need a word for my wisdom. I, I can't say wit dumb for me. <laughs> Dolph dumb. <laughs> Kidding. What just happened with the sound there? What? She, like, moved closer to the mic, and I only heard it in my right ear. Yeah, she clipped it. He only has right ear hearing. Yeah. Those that have ears, let them hear. <laughs> no, but on a real note, like, don't get to that place where you're so unfeeling and un- unaware or unsensitive to those around you. And even to yourself, you have to come to a place where you're going to make a conscious decision being like, hey, I'm going to forgive myself. And even though I might have missed the mark, I'm not going to miss it because I'm aiming to miss it. I'm still going to aim high. And shoot high. And if it falls low, then you know what? God's grace will pick it back up. Boom. Because um, I shared with you guys probably on two different other episodes about this book I haven't even read. (laughs) (laughs) David just choked to death. I'm sorry. Um, No, I was listening to something by John Maxwell. And I listened to a lot of his teaching because he does biblical teaching um, leadership principles. But he does it toward people that don't actually believe too. Like he actually left pastoring a church of 25 years and God called him into the business community. And at all these meetings, they'll ask him, man, John, where did you get your, your leadership skills and and principles and stuff? And he's like, Oh, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. And they're like, no, we want to know. He's like, Oh, you really don't want to know. And at finally he's, he'll tell them and he'll be like the Bible. And they're like, Oh (sighs) yeah. And, um, but one thing that he had said that was really encouraging and I feel like it fits this is, we have uphill goals and downhill habits. Mm-hmm. Uphill goals and downhill habits. Hmm. We have uphill goals and downhill habits. Yep. And constantly fighting against each other. Yes. And so at the beginning of this episode, when we talked about people um, that maybe have addiction and things like that, and I was like, well, they need to create new habits. Mm-hmm. That is so important, guys. Yeah. Make it a habit to pray. That way, at, at, at that point, when it becomes a habit to you, it's not something you have to think about. Mm-hmm. Habits are things that a lot of times you just do without even really having to consciously think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to kind of wrap up, I would say if you're struggling with a calloused heart and you've been convicted by this episode, then humble yourself, pray to God, thank Him for the conviction, and then respond to it. Go to the Word um, or find somebody who kind of knows what you're dealing with and ask them to help you walk through it and then 
go and tell people that God has changed your heart. Tell them how he has changed your heart and help them change too. Help them see where they've been calloused. Guys, if you need prayers, then you can always reach out to us for prayer. Uh, If you have topic requests, then bring them to us. We can't be uh, the ones pulling out all the great ideas. You can bring some to us. So yeah, Uh, this is Rewind and Unleavened Bread. And we'll go from this one.